Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into Believe in Ravens, Episode 2, here on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your guy, Cam Rogers, coming at you. Wow. I had a day to sit down and reflect on what transpired on Saturday evening on CBS and also at M&T Bank Stadium. My first experience, by the way, going out in Baltimore, in Fed Hill to be more specific, Banditos, great experience, was with my cousin who's a Redskins fan, so I feel bad for him, and I had to get hammered as the night went on because of the play on the football field. Whole lot of vodka sodas and a lot of sorrow. Like I said, Believe Podcast and Network. Believe in Ravens. Be sure to subscribe to the show. Please rate us with five stars. I'm already off to a great start. One star. You know what they say. If you're not getting hate, you're not doing it right. So already getting the hate on the Believe in Ravens podcast. By the way, if you do leave a one-star review, at least explain why. You know what I mean? Because... I want to get better as a Ravens analyst. So if you give me the one star, it's like, okay, and what? Constructive criticism, folks. That is what I need if you are going to give me that hate. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rogers 99 on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 98 on the gram. The Believe Podcast Network is the number one podcast network for professionals. We have plenty of shows on this network, not just sports related. DJ Culture, we have a trivia show, Bachelor, Vanderpump Rules, and Beverly Hills Housewives, all that reality TV stuff that is so big these days. We got it all. Believe.com, check us out. We certainly appreciate you taking time out of your week to tune in to this Believe in Ravens podcast. What's on tap for the program? Obviously, we will debrief that Titans loss. I'm going to tell you why this season still matters in a macro perspective, and then I'll wrap up with A little bit of a discussion on my top priority for this Ravens squad this offseason. And the void was on big display during that playoff game against the Tennessee Titans. All right, so let's talk about it. First of all, Baltimore was freaking electric. It was wild. Now, obviously, the first time in franchise history this Ravens squad was the number one seed in the AFC. That's pretty cool. Lamar Jackson, shattering records. An electric player in the NFL, not just on the Ravens. And you saw the energy in Fed Hill. And you saw the energy in Fed Hill that night. Purple shirts, up the wazoo. Mothers, which is a bar downtown, if you don't know, was absolutely 
jammed. There was probably an hour wait. Now, thankfully, my cousin knows the bouncer and the bartender at Bandito, so I kind of slid right through. So it's good to have connections, folks, in many areas of life. If you don't take away anything else, take away that. But I was convinced there was no chance the Ravens were going to lose that game because of the energy in Baltimore. And Charm City was rocking. And it was really exciting to be a part of it. And by the way, I no longer really mope after my teams lose just because I have more perspective now than I did maybe when I was 19 years old. When I was pouting after, oh, who knows, the Ravens gave up two 14-point leads to the Patriots in that 2014 season with Justin Forsett in that Gary Kubiak offense. Or after Billy Cundiff. Oh, God, please. But now, you know, on Sunday morning, I was like, we have Lamar Jackson. We have both our coordinators coming back. We have John Harbaugh. We have a good enough defense. Maybe we lose some pieces, such as Matt Judon. We shall see. Jimmy Smith, too. And this team is going to be good for years on end. It's not like it's a flash in the pan of any sort. So, I know you're going to hear pundits out there, folks, saying that this is the beginning of the end of this Read option, Lamar Jackson-inspired offense. That's just not true. We'll get to what the Titans did against us in that game. It had nothing to do with, oh, we figured it out. It had everything to do with the Titans were better on that particular night. But yeah, Baltimore was great. Fun experience. Full perspective. I'm moving on with a glass-half-full kind of mentality. What's the point of moping anyway? Literally. This Baltimore team is going to be good for many, many years. We should all be very grateful that Lamar Jackson is our quarterback because there is a lot of putrid, disgusting quarterback play out there in the NFL these days. Be thankful you're not a Jaguars fan or anything like that. All right, so Ryan Tannehill on the night, 7-14, just a shade under 90 yards passing, and you have Derrick Henry with 30 carries. 195 yards with that, of course, big run of 66 yards, an average of 6.5 yards per carry. Nobody really in the receiving game for the Tennessee Titans because they did not have to receive all that much. couple of big plays. Raymond had one, 45 yards. Of course, a couple of touchdowns for the likes of Corey Davis and Jonu Smith, the tight end. I talked about him a week ago. But the plan was simple with the Tennessee Titans. Hit the Ravens in the mouth and see if they can respond. In the NFL these days, the most reliable way to win a football game is if you A, win the line of scrimmage on the offensive side and run the football, and B, get after the quarterback in third and long situations. That's what the Titans did. Simple as that. Lamar Jackson, 31 of 59 for 365. Lamar was the leading rusher as well, 20 carries, 143 yards. And Hollywood with seven receptions, 126 yards on the day. 
Obviously, the storylines coming out of this game are simple. Turnovers and Derrick Henry. And Baltimore really didn't play its game on the offensive side either. All of that put together, that is a winning formula for the opposing team. Now, people are trying to point to the Dean Pease factor here. Honestly, guys, go back and watch the tape. The defensive formations, especially pre-snap, really weren't that confusing. It was execution. That's what doomed the Ravens, and that's what put the Titans to the AFC Championship game, now going to be in Arrowhead after the Houston Texans blew up the joint after taking a 21-point lead. By the way, oh my god, there was a scenario in my head that maybe there was going to be a Texans-Titans AFC Championship game, and I was cringing because that would be a ratings nightmare for the NFL. So let's not overanalyze this game here, guys. The Ravens' interior of the offensive line, Makari, Bozeman, and Yonda even a little bit, did not win versus the Titans' interior defensive line. Plain and simple. Like I said, we lost the turnover battle. And we beat ourselves with six drops. Six. That's not going to win you many football games. By the way, remember, I said this was the worst-case scenario for the Ravens during the divisional round to play the Tennessee Titans. Riding high off that win against the New England Patriots. If you go into New England and you beat the Patriots in January, that gives you freedom, swagger, this feeling that you can beat anybody. And that's what they brought, the Titans did, into M&T Bank Stadium to take down the Ravens. By the way, credit to Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. His game plan was masterful. And he is certainly an up-and-coming figure in the National Football League. One man to watch, for sure. So, we all know the NFL is in any given Sunday type of situation, right? Any given week, a team can lose, a team can go down. You have to go back to apple picking slash pumpkin spice season. For the last time, the Ravens lost a football game prior to Saturday night. Of course, against the Cleveland Browns and Nick Chubb running all over us. This time, it was Derrick Henry running all over us. And that's something that us Ravens fans usually don't see very often. We have been spoiled for years on end with good run defenses. You know, when I watch a Ravens game and I see a running back go for three yards against us, that's like ho-hum, move on to the next play kind of situation because I'm so used to it. Oh, And then seeing that 66-yard run against us was like jarring. It was bizarre. And at that point, I'm double-fisting vodka sodas at Bandito's. It was that bad. So I'm going to put this in more perspective a little bit later in terms of like the entire season and all of that. But please, please, please do me a favor. Do not overanalyze this result. 
the Titans were the better football team on January 11th, 2020. Plain and simple. Perspective. You know that team in 2007 that had won every single game up until the Super Bowl? The New England Patriots? They were pretty good all year round, right? They lose to a Giants team that had no business being in the Super Bowl. But you know what? They got hot at the right time. And they took down Goliath and the New England Patriots. So it can happen. It does not have to be the story of the 2020 NFL season. Plain and simple. Congratulations to the Tennessee Titans. Congratulations to Mike Vrabel and the culture that he is building in Nashville right now because they need it. It's good to see a team like the Titans go this deep in the playoffs to grow the game of football. Same situation with Jacksonville in 2017 when they went to the AFC Championship game to build that fan base. So there you go. Support for Believe in Ravens comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's 2020, and you know what that means. New year, new me, and yes, new balls. Men, listen up. Harry Bushes are so 2019. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. Admit it. You've cut yourself manscaping. We've all been there. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your jewels. That's just foul. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Makes sense to me. By the way, Valentine's Day is only a month away. Just saying. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. So here's why this 2019 Ravens season matters. We got our quarterback, Lamar Jackson, for many, many years, and he shattered records. He perhaps is starting a new trend in the National Football League with the way in which teams play on the offensive side of the ball. More mobility, more deception, less Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning type of quarterback play, and more Lamar Jackson, obviously Russell Wilson. Look at Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. These guys can run the football. These guys are making deep runs in the playoffs. By the way, like I said, we were the number one seed for the first time ever. That is something to relish. That is something to really hold on to. And teams lose. So what? 
This postseason, by the way, has been super bizarre in general, right? You have New England losing to Tennessee. That was weird. Kind of a crazy finish to the Texans and Buffalo Bills game. The Vikings somehow, some way, beat the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, which was really bizarre to me, especially because I picked the Saints preseason to win the Super Bowl this year. Not great for my resume of horrible NFL predictions. By the way, I am 4-4 four and four so far in the postseason. You know what that is? For you non-math majors out there, 50%. 50th percentile, completely average, just like my height. 5'8 and a half officially. We round that up to 5'9, 50th percentile. And by the way, don't worry. The 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they are far and away the best team out of these remaining four franchises. Green Bay is going to get whooped. The AFC Championship is going to be interesting, for sure. The Titans have proven, obviously. They can win anywhere. But it is really hard to beat a team twice in one year. Talked about that last week. And the Titans already beat the Chiefs this year in Arrowhead. Actually, no. It was in Nashville. I'll check that. But watching this Ravens team was actually surreal this year. Because even in the Joe Flacco era with the good teams... We would have these random games, 1 o'clock Eastern time in Jacksonville, or even in Nashville against the Titans when they were more average, and we would lose. And it was really head-scratching and bizarre as to why we would lose. Again, we would go on to make AFC Championship games and a Super Bowl and make some noise and all of that. January Joe, we know the drill. But we had these weird games during the regular season. This year, we didn't have that. After that Cleveland game, win, 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 win. I was waiting for the Ravens to trip up at some point. <laughs> and we were just coasting, beating everybody and anybody. Seattle, that Rams game, I thought we were going to lose. Why? Because I thought the Rams were going to be the desperate team in this situation and win. That did not happen. See, by the way, my tendency with picking NFL games, I sometimes read the situation too much, and I just buy into this narrative that I create. Oh, the Rams are going to be more desperate. They're going to win, right? No, Ravens win, handedly. So I don't want this one game against the Tennessee Titans to tarnish my perspective on the Ravens. I hope it doesn't for you guys. I hope you guys don't as they say, Monday morning quarterback this whole thing. The Ravens are going to be just fine. Now, they do have some needs, and I'm going to get to probably my number one need for this team later in the show. But 2019 was exciting, was exhilarating, and fun, and very important for this Ravens franchise. Very excited to remain in the Baltimore area for the 2020 campaign as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Believe in Ravens is brought to you by my bookie. Folks, we have seen what our teams are capable of this season, especially our Ravens. And now it's time to get your last bets in before the Super Bowl. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. 
MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Of course, the only bowl game left is the national championship game, so get that bet in. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a larger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. Simple as that. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to one grand. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. And with that, it is time for the Baltimore Ravens to get a reliable, big-bodied, veteran wide receiver. That is my number one priority for this team in the offseason. And I'm not saying, by the way, oh, C.J. Boykin is a bust. Oh, Hollywood Brown is a bust. Heck no. But here's the deal. We have to buy them time to develop as wide receivers in the NFL. We have to let them grow in this offense. We can't ask them to make the big play in the AFC Divisional round. It's just too much. They're too young. They're still learning. And I get that. So it's time for the Ravens to get an Anquan Bolden type of wide receiver. Bolden probably was a top three reason why the Ravens won that Super Bowl. Joe, Bolden, and that offensive line, those are probably my top three reasons why the Ravens won it. We've got our quarterback in Lamar. I think we're okay at offensive line, although the interior is a little bit of a concern if Yonda retires or whatever. And who knows about the future at center. But wide receiver is the big ticket for me. Now, let's take a look at some of the free agents because let me tell you, they're not great. At least in terms of what the Ravens are going to do. Michael Thomas is going to be a free agent. The Ravens aren't going to pay for him. We can't even afford him. Emmanuel Sanders is probably somebody more in the Ravens territory, but he's not say, a go-up-and-get-it type of wide receiver, big frame and all that. He's reliable, but, you know, can he make the contested catch like an A.J. Brown can for the Tennessee Titans? One guy I'm kind of looking at is Amari Cooper. And his knock is that he tends to not show up in the big games. That has been the narrative with him, with the Dallas Cowboys in particular. So that's what kind of gives me pause, number one. Number two, he could just be too expensive. So how about this guy, actually? From Cincinnati to Baltimore, Tyler Boyd. Or, honestly, A.J. Green. A.J. Green is going to have to lower his price tag. 
as he tested the market because he didn't play a game for the Bengals in 2019. Naturally, your price tag is going to have to come down with no sample size this past season. So I like those two guys. Tyler Boyd was a target monster on the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Even when Ryan Finley was playing quarterback, Boyd looked pretty darn good out there. So he's going to be a cheap option, somebody to think about. Demarius Thomas, maybe if you're desperate. Obviously, his best years are behind him. And by the way, the Ravens aren't known for making these big purchases at wide receiver. Very rarely do they do that. So I know everybody's going to point to the Amari Coopers of the world, but let's manage expectations and go off of the sample size and the data of the past. Now, obviously, new GM, DaCosta, I get it, but still, just keep it in mind. But if the Ravens in this Titans game had that big-bodied, reliable, big-hands type of wide receiver, it could have been a different game. So that's my number one priority. Feel free to spat off to me if you disagree, at MrRogers99 on Twitter, at MrRogers98 on Instagram. No D in Rogers. That's going to be this recap episode of Believe in Ravens right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your guy, Cam Rogers, signing off. I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.